My pineapple upside down cakes. Welcome to this fucking guy a podcast about self care. If self care is one long scream into the void, here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and p words that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I had a lovely Thanksgiving with family, Ren Martinez. And I ate an entire green bean casserole by myself, Ginger Golub. That's very impressive. It's it's a lie, but it was funny. I ate most <laughs> of a green bean casserole by myself. I ate like two thirds of a green bean casserole by myself. Mm. I feel like I need to qualify. I did have it with my family, but it was just my parents and my grandmother and my husband who are already part of my bubble anyway. So it wasn't like I was going to these like 25 person family gatherings to... Deliberately cough on each other. That's what I assume. Yeah. Everybody stop rage tweeting at us. God. <laughs> um, my favorite part of Thanksgiving this year is, well, actually it was twofold. I made the de- most delicious creamy mashed potatoes that involved um, heating up the cream with uh, fresh thyme and like letting that like absorb all that thyme and and sage sorry thyme Mm -hmm. and sage flavor and then uh i made a browned butter a sage butter so i browned that butter with sage in it and then i also put that in the mashed potatoes and let me fucking tell you that shit was good Mm, delicious I want to have a mashed potato party with you and Susie Cream Cheese, mm. in which we all bring our best mashed potato offerings to the table, and then, under penalty of death and with guns in our hand, make our husbands pick out which is the best, and they better hope it's ours. <laughs> That's the new TLC show, Um, and I would totally watch it. It's like four weddings, but better. <laughs> My mashed potatoes are the creamiest in the land because they are 75% sour cream. Mm, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, nom, nom. I, I use sour cream in mine because the, the recipe called for creme fraiche, but I can't fucking find creme no. fraiche anywhere. No. And you apparently can make it at home with, like, buttermilk, but, like, no, nah, oh, fuck that. fuck that. <laughs> oh, man. So, is there anything you need to scream into the void real quick? Well, I had something in my mind that I was going to scream into the void, and then we started talking about Thanksgiving, and so I'm just going to go on the most privileged first world person's rant ever, uh, which is, so my boyfriend, fiance, husband, and I had to spend Thanksgiving in quarantine because of, like, a possible COVID exposure. This is the year of hell. Like, it happens. <laughs> um but because of that, uh, we had to do our Thanksgiving shopping via, like, a curbside pickup click list mm-hmm. thing, which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, like, I, di- I didn't really – it was the first time we did that, and I didn't understand, like, the world of substitutions. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just asked for, like, the smallest-sized turkey. What I got – the horrifying thing I got was a fucking boneless, skinless chicken, uh, turkey breast. Oh, no. 
as IJ has called it, it was like a one pound chicken nugget. Like, like this thing I'm pretty sure had been in like a blender and reconstituted in like the entire time it was cooking. I don't know why, but it smelled exactly like a Stouffer's lasagna. I don't, and it made me deeply, deeply unhappy. I roasted a chicken two days ago just so I could eat the skin off of something. (laughs) That sounded sinister, but... (laughs) It puts the lotion on its skin. Um, Yeah, that would be deeply disappointing because the reason you leave the skin on the bird is to, like, keep it from becoming dried paper. (laughs) Oh, oh, I didn't get to the worst part. This this thing, (laughs) like, had it been... Just a normal piece of meat. Just like a straight up piece of turkey. I probably could have zhuzhed it up and done something with it. Skin or no skin. This thing, you were supposed to cook directly from frozen in a bag. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. Oh. Oh no. It was a crime against that poor turkey. Like, I was eating it the whole time, being like, you gave your life so that I could eat this, like... Frozen bag turkey. Yeah, what I assume they serve people who are living in assisted living. Yeah, I imagine that turkey is looking from the turkey afterlife being, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you... Really? Really? My brethren's became, like, this delicious fucking pit turkey... That was like smeared in black garlic or whatever, and like I became a microwave meal. Are you f- <laughs> fucking playing me right now? <laughs> oh man, that is deeply, deeply disappointing. I'm it sorry. was upsetting, honestly. Well, it sounds like at least all of your sides were very delicious. I only made a green bean casserole and stuffing because I'm diabetic, so I was like, ah, uh. well, well, it, it's especially sad because I'm like, well, I can't eat much bread or anything so i can't make the potatoes i can't make the rolls Mm -hmm. i can't make the macaroni and cheese i'm going to let the stuffing be my one side because it's the most important one Mm. fight me and (laughs) uh i'm just going to go hog wild on what i imagine is going to be the world's most beautiful turkey because for whatever reason i went straight from scrambled eggs to whole turkey in terms of things i knew how to cook with just nothing in between i am now figuring out everything that was supposed to go in between but like i am the turkey whisperer i do it so good i i'm like I get in there, like, under the skin, just, like, That's, with... Mm. I don't... I I've, I would like to try roasting a chicken at one point, but since Reek got his turkey fryer, like, five years ago, mm. he, he's up in that business. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to do the salt brine. I'm going to do the Cajun rub. Like, I got this. Like, it is my turkey. So it, it just... It really inspired my husband, because now he's like, I can't wait to go camping again. I want to make a camp turkey... Or camp bird or something where he also does the same thing where he puts it in a pit and cooks it. Peace be with you and everything. Like <laughs> It's not my bag, but I respect it. <laughs> well, I guess on that note. Yeah. I think I need therapy. Why don't you tell me about this fucking guy? So, let me get to what I wrote down. So I can now tell you about it. (laughs) 
Also, I put so many pauses into my part of that intro that you can just cut it anywhere. Um, you actually put it- your pauses a lot in that sentence all the time, and I always cut them out. <laughs> well, I, I like, I... <laughs> I'm trying to build tension. You're very dramatic, but you're always like, so, tell me (laughs) about. I'm just like, all right, we're just going to get, 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 get. A, it's a bit. (laughs) B, obviously I thought that it was reading as much zippier because I didn't know you cut them out. (laughs) I was like, wow, this sounds a lot faster than it was I said. Maybe I should say it's slower so the actual effect can get in there. (laughs) No, I cut out a lot of the pauses because it's amazing how much uh, dead air affects sort of the flow. But anyway, point is I have my my thing written up, so I'm going to read it now because that's the whole point of the show. Allegedly. Um, So, to get started, obviously, the internet is the greatest invention of all time. Since, like, vaccines and water purification and, I don't know, microwave burritos or something, you know? And Betty White. And Betty White. A century ago, no one could have imagined that we would have a digital space that spanned the globe holding pretty much all of recorded human knowledge and allowing people to connect instantaneously. Then again, a century ago, they thought queer people should be lobotomied. So, you know, a lot has changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. The internet, however, is not without its foibles. Um, Social media, for example. Uh, It allows for somebody to, you know, from the United States to connect with somebody all the way in Australia or Zimbabwe or Japan and send them a dick pic. Mm. Miracles of technology. 21st century. Mm. But we're not here to talk about Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or wherever else a bunch of degenerates go to DM their dick pics. (laughs) No, we're going to a place where those degenerates fear to tread. A place created solely for all the people who were kicked off of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. For their dick pics, of course. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm, also mm -hmm. because those dick pics were racist. Oh. Have you ever heard of Parlay? Yes! (laughs) so you have heard of parlay i did not know i didn't know it wasn't pronounced parlor well that's the thing it is now pronounced parlor it was because they're too xenophobic for it to be parlay kind of it's spelled like the french word parlay which means to speak and Mm -hmm. it was parlay and actually part of their when you make posts they're called parlays but the thing is, is that Americans joined up. The CEO was like, wow, no one's pronouncing this correctly because we're in America. So now they just call it Parlor because all of the xenophobic users. Yeah. <laughs> so anywho, Parlor, as we will call it, mm-hmm. is a microblogging and social media network. According to their website, it is the world's town square and premier free speech platform where you can speak freely and express yourself openly without fear of being deplatformed for your views. Mm-hmm. Mm. Based in Henderson, Nevada, Parlor is a solution to problems that have surfaced in recent years due to changes in big tech policy influenced by various special interest groups. Parlor is built upon a foundation of respect for privacy and personal data, free speech, free markets, and ethical, transparent corporate policy. Uh, 
I love how they shove free markets into a social media platform. Yeah, they would. They would. You know, just... I, mm, I also feel like that, like the business policies are just, just asked, just asking to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Parlor is certainly not the first social media attempt to cater to a demographic that gets boners whenever they hear cultural Marxism or the marketplace of ideas. <laughs> Other right-wing platforms such as Gab and Telegram were the early nesting grounds for fringe groups and violent fanatics long before Parlor was a little twinkle in someone's eye. I've never heard of either of those. Well, they included folks like literal Nazi Richard Spencer and mm. uh, Robert Bowers, the mass shooter responsible for the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting. Oh. So that would yeah. be why you haven't known about them. They're not the places where the cool kids hang out. Like Possum Corps. <laughs> Stop putting me on blast. Never. Ooh. <clears throat> Man, that uh, moonshine went down real smooth. Um, <laughs> anyway, not surprisingly, Parlor's user base consists of some of the best people. Like Donald Trump supporters, Proud Boys, QAnon conspiracy theorists, anti-government extremists, white supremacists, and other tryhards that got banned from mainstream social media platforms for sending death threats to women who play video games incorrectly. Mm, Yeah. These people, again, the best people. Clearly. Clog up this space with garbage posts full of far-right rhetoric and conspiracy theories, along with Holocaust denial, anti-Semitism, and other forms of bigoted bullshit. Ugh. Mmm, can't you just Ugh. smell that dumpster fire smell? Mmm. Ugh. Mmm. It's like, if it was a person, it would have a Blue Lives Matter Mickey Mouse tattoo. That is the most accurate thing you could have said at this exact moment. And also, I think they smell like Old Spice Tahiti. Yeah. So, something that they were told smelled like sandalwood and it's really like new car smell. Exactly. Mm. How much garbage could there be, you ask, on this platform? Well, as of November 2020, Parler had about 4 million active users and over 10 million users in total. So a lot of garbage. Just a heaping yeah. pile of garbage. I mean, mind you, not enough garbage to actually drive Facebook underground or whatever. Oh no, the or fuck even Twitter. I think Twitter has about three hundred and thirty million people on it, so clearly it's not like, you know, gonna put Twitter out of business, but it's still way more than they should. You know? Yeah. But how did such a dumpster fire get its start? The little flame start. Ooh. While the platform was born in 2018, the brainchild of John Matz and Jared Thomas. Jared Thomas, who I will never mention again. I did look for him on the interwebs. It just mentions he's part of Parlor. So clearly he's keeping his profile low. Jared Thomas, we don't care about you. We are, I guess, slightly proud you didn't do anything racist enough for us to have heard of you specifically. Yeah. So they decided to create this platform, quote... After being exhausted with a lack of transparency in big tech, ideological suppression, and privacy abuse. Which, like, I get the privacy abuse thing. Like, if we want to talk about selling data, but 
It's the ideological suppression that has tripped me up a bit. Mm. John Matz, the douchely bearded face of the company, has said that his influences include conservative economist Thomas Sowell, who I did not, have never heard of, but I did look him up. Just to give you a picture, his most recently published book was Charter Schools and Their Enemies. Oh, Ooh. oh, that's a specific energy. Mm. And of course, one of his other influences was the first winner of American Libertarian Idol herself, Ayn Rand. Oh. <laughs> because of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, just bring in that mad turnip energy. Ayn Rand's ghost uses parlor. <laughs> Uh, John Matz has also described himself as an arguer, because of course he is. I mean, it's accurate, probably. Mm. He professed that the app is dedicated to the idea of free speech. The best thing is for everyone to engage with a bad idea and shut it down through public discourse. That's what we were doing to you on Facebook, John. <laughs> that's That's what was happening, John. <laughs> but you got mad about it, John. <laughs> if that sounds like utter bullshit, you would be right. When asked about hosting some of the worst of the worst, such as fringe frog lover Alex Jones, <laughs> Matt said, I think right now they feel very much like outcasts on these other platforms. When they're getting kicked off, they have nowhere else to go. And so Parlor is where they're coming to. Like like a sweet like a like a nunnery catering to the orphans, the very anti Semitic orphans that come to their doorstep looking for sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> Please, someone called to be a Nazi after calling for the genocide of an entire people. Oh yes. Come to our loving arms. <laughs> While there has been literally no evidence of bias against conservatives by traditional social media platforms, again, no evidence, like none. There's no evidence. A lot of hurt feelings. So many hurt feelings. No facts. <laughs> but researchers have found that Parler has become a haven for hate speech, conspiracy theories, and disinformation. What? what? This included a Russian political influence operation that was publicly identified in October... But Parler said, nah, they can stay. We're not going to remove them. It's fine. This went really well in 2016. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Huh. Not a big deal. But don't worry. Matt's is very, very sure. This will definitely not lead to a homogenous... This will definitely not lead to a homogenous echo chamber for frothing at the mouth right-wing fanatics. He totally expects that a more diverse audience of liberals and centrists will join his social media platform. Why? Again, it's the same platform that Alex Jones is on. Um, to create, quote, discussion, debate, and discourse. The only reason I know about this fucking thing is because conservatives made a big deal about we're leaving Facebook to join Parler and then it became a meme. That is the only reason, <laughs> like, it's not some kind of, like, new up-and-coming thing. I know nothing about it except for that's where all the conservatives went. 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't really go into it a lot cuz I go into a lot of other things, but um recently there have been a bunch of leftists going to troll on Parlor and weirdly enough, they keep getting banned. So like, oh, I guess oh. you know, but, freedom but, of speech has limits on this platform. Um But free ideological discourse. Mm. Mm. Well, in the interest of discussion, debate, and discourse, mm. I will now read an open letter from John Matz himself, published on November 10th of this year on the clearly incredibly reputable news site, TexasBorderBusiness.com. <laughs> there are so many ads on this website, like so many ads. They're all for guns or reverse mortgages. Um, South Texas College, Academy Sports and Outdoors, Texas Mutual Fund, um, Megusta TV. Um, <laughs> dear parlor community, thanks to you, our growth has exploded. People from all walks of life, fed up with opaque, biased content curation, inconsistent agenda-driven fact-checking, and manipulative algorithms built on data mining, are joining parlor to speak free. Facebook and Twitter's suppression of election information was a catalyst, causing many people to lose their trust. But the movement away from these platforms were well underway. Many of you have been activists alongside us, calling out the lack of transparency and unjust, biased policies from our competitors as part of the Twexit and Erasebook campaigns we launched earlier this year. Twexit. Twexit. With this type of exponential growth, there will always be growing pains. The last few days have strained our network's capacity and caused glitches and delays. <laughs> but we are working hard and have fixed some problems while uncovering others in the natural process of learning and growing. I'm going to skip a lot of these paragraphs because they're just a bunch of bullshit. But I will finish up with... Thanks again for joining Parlor. Together, we will continue to stand up to cancel culture, defy authoritarian content curation, and reclaim the internet as a free and open town square. Let's continue to parlay, to decide what to read, write, and think for ourselves. In liberty, John Matz. Ren, what can I do to convey the jerking off motion <laughs> yeah, that I'm visually doing? It doesn't podcast convey the podcast. the greatest medium to do that little jerk off thing. <laughs> but you know he was. You know he was just fucking slowly masturbating to this. Just, mmm, cancel culture, mmm. So, Matt's admitted that Parlor couldn't have gone off the ground without the generous financial donations of an anonymous backer. He kept mum about the identity of this person for some time, which isn't weird or shady at all. Mm. But uh, she did reveal herself just the other day. Rebecca Mercer is an American heiress, foundation director, and major Republican donor. And is yeah. the woman who bankrolled Parlor off the ground. Sounds she's, right. She's not that important other than the fact that she has money. Mm. But the reason she has money... It's because she's the daughter of Robert Mercer, a billionaire hedge fund manager who 
also just happens very coincidentally, you know, just mere happenstance, to be the co-founder of Cambridge Analytica. Don't know if you've heard of them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure there's no relevance whatsoever. Follow the money, people. <laughs> Crazy random happenstance. It's, you know, hmm. Well, with their powers combined, these two gave birth to their brand new social media network. Parler didn't really make much headway in its first couple months. But then Matt's began chatting up with a certain lady named Candace Owens. Oh! Uh. You might know her as the conservative activist who once called the Southern strategy a myth that never happened. I know her as, like, my racist aunt's one black friend mm. that she's never met. That is absolutely who Candace Owens is. Her whole brand is, I will be that black person that you can cite as your one black person that you know. Yeah. I, f I feel the need to clarify. I don't have a racist aunt, and I need to say that because I, <laughs> I only have one living aunt, and she's not. She's going to call you and be like, Ginger, how dare you? <laughs> I can't believe you'd associate me with Candace Owens. <laughs> well, so Owens, after chatting up with Matts, began encouraging people to join Parlor, including one tweet in December 2018 that said, Wow, everyone just found out about the new Twitter. Just want to say that I was the first conservative to join. Mm. I don't think that's true. That might not be true. That's probably not true. She's a liar. Yeah. But this shitty sirens call did bring in about 40,000 new users, which immediately caused their servers to crash. <laughs> so it didn't end there, however. Uh, the free speech haven began attracting big names to their platform, including former Trump campaign manager Brad Parscale, Utah Senator Mike Lee, and man with two different sets of human teeth, neither belonging to him, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> I love making fun of Rudy's teeth. It will never be old, and I will never stop. Rudy Giuliani, a man who made out with his cousin. <laughs> Parlor got other, uh, celebrities to make the switch, including Milo Yiannopoulos. Ugh. You know, the neo-Nazi sympathetic towards pedophiles. Yes. Laura Loomer. She who handcuffs herself to only one door of the Twitter office building. <laughs> and Gavin McInnes, founder of the Proud Boys and owner of the world's shittiest facial hair. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just real, real winners. The best people. Hmm. In June 2019, Parler got another boost in usership, more than doubling, when around 200,000 new accounts signed up. Specifically, this wave consisted almost entirely of supporters of Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and other Saudi nationalists. What? They were all from Saudi Arabia. Like most, like these 200,000 counts, Saudi Arabian, Saudi nationalists. They left Twitter, you see, with allegations of censorship, including removing posts and deactivating accounts. So I guess this is what they meant by we hope to have a global network. It's just mm -hmm. the Proud Boys and the Saudis. Well, specifically the ones that support the Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin yes. Salman. 
Yeah, the the ones who are pro uh, journalist dismemberment. Yeah, well, you know, just as an aside, weird you should mention that. You mm-hmm. know what also happened in June 2019? Oh, the, yeah. the UN released a report implicating the Saudi crown prince in the murder and dismemberment of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Oh, that was him? Yes. Again, completely unrelated, crazy random happenstance mm. that they all just happened to... Move over to the free speech haven. Kawinky thing. As for Parler, the company welcomed these newest users, despite the surge crashing their servers yet again. Yeah. <laughs> As for Parler's user base, some welcome these new Saudi users. Some accuse them of being bots, and others devolved into Islamophobic threats. <laughs> Who could have predicted such an outcome? <laughs> Unfortunately, Parler's popularity has only continued in this post-truth era, and particularly in the dog shit year that is 2020. Yeah. The worst year of all time. I'm it is. It just is. We're just. we're gonna call it and we're going to continue to be disappointed next year, but we're going to try to call it. <laughs> Well, in May of this year, Twitter pissed off the soon-to-be-former President Trump. Ah, mmm, mmm, just so tasty in the mouth. And his mob of MAGAs when it began fact-checking the president's tweets and flagged some of his more caps-locked angry old man from the internet streets. (laughs) Regarding mail-in ballots that were going to somehow lead to a communist overthrow or something. Um, flagging them as potentially misleading. Yeah. They also flagged this truly gross tweet regarding the George Floyd protests when the soggy Cheeto himself vomited out. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. If you recall that <sighs> from a million Christ. years ago. Oh God! Only another month. And Twitter a half. did only say another you month did... and a half. <laughs> right. Twitter did flag this tweet as glorifying violence, which yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say so. I'd say so. Well, in response, the clearly morally sound parlor published a declaration of internet independence and began using the. Twexit hashtag to call on conservatives who had been censored by the tech tyrant to come on over to its free spree shores. We will take your poor, your hungry, your anti-Semitic, your racist, your conspiracy theories. Um, nom, 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 nom. Look, I'm not saying that Brexit is not going to be terrible for the world economy and for Britons, but truly, the worst thing that it has done to me is all of these Brexit image, like everything, it's Twexit when Kanye wanted black people to leave the Republican Party, it was Blacksit, like- Yeah, yeah, it's- it, it, incorporating it into the lexicon is truly heinous. Yeah, it's like everything gate. I'm mm. Mm, not great. Well, I do. I do want to read a little bit of this Declaration of Internet Independence. Please, <clears throat> I need to say this with a straight face. So hold on. Maybe I can try an old timey man accent. An try doing it with a foghorn leghorn accent. That always works for me. Mm-hmm. 
When in the course of technological development, it becomes necessary for free people to reject the terms of service which have connected them with a the platform and to take back their constitutional and human rights, our great American traditions call on us to declare the causes which impel the separation. You sound like John Wayne dubbing a samurai film. <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> the vibe I'm going for. Okay. The techno-fascists pretend their Orwellian pursuit of truth is in our best interests and the greater good. But the tyrants are no better than Ellsworth Tuhi, the villain of Ayn Rand's novel The Fountainhead, compelling the people to abandon... <laughs> Sorry. That's literally in their declaration. It's in parentheses, so you... So in case you don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, compelling the people to abandon our principles as they seek to grow their power. <laughs> oh, man. I Here's the thing, Jinji. <laughs> I know you're busy dying. But the thing is, I would read more. I would read this whole thing because clearly this is the best thing ever written. Yeah. This is... <laughs> The most beautiful piece of art ever conceived. Yeah, it, it's the it's the best piece of satire ever written earnestly. But unfortunately, I did go to the website to literally read this out to you, and it has been cleansed from the internet. They definitely deleted oh, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it it was definitely removed. You can definitely or- go there and buy that domain name. Um, oh, unlike the domain. FemalePsychopath.info, which is <laughs> inexorably linked to us. Never forget, I'm going to renew it. Like, mm-hmm. I will waste $40 every do year it, for that. Do it, do it. It's worth it. So regardless of <laughs> this guy's declaration of Ayn Randian's proportions, um, Christ, this rallying cry brought a slew of other oppressed Voices to Parler's loving internet Lady Liberty arms, including Ohio representative and man made entirely of chin, Jim Jordan, former UN ambassador and woman who'd like to speak to your manager, Nikki Haley, and son of the Zodiac Killer himself, Texas Senator Ted Cruz. I thought he was the Zodiac Killer. No, I think it's his dad that's supposed to be the Zodiac Killer. No, I thought his dad killed Kennedy. Oh, you're right. I messed up my memes. I'm sorry. He's the son of the man who killed Kennedy, (laughs) Zodiac Killer himself, Ted Cruz. Absolutely. We are meaning this 100% literally, and we're not at all being funny about it. Go ahead and sue us for libel. I said it on the internet. It is true now. I'm just imagining this being played back to us in court and us being like, we went out with a banger. Just fucking... Dabbing also does not translate well to a podcast no, medium. Doesn't. But just know spiritually, I am just continuously dabbing. <laughs> I'm spiritually continuously making the jerk-off motion. It's our vibes. <laughs> I do want to say, this this whole parlor thing wasn't limited to just American assholes, okay? Um, mm. Jair Bolsonaro, president of Brazil, you know man determined to destroy the Amazon rainforest with literally his bare hands, just going to mm-hmm. pluck everything out of the ground. Um, he also joined Parler uh, after he was very, very hurt with his very hurt feelings 
um, because Twitter took down some of his posts. These posts, of course, included videos endorsing hydroxychloroquine as a cure for COVID mm. and called for an end to social distancing. So, very hurt feelings. Cool, 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 cool. So hurt. Part of this huge surge of users is because Parler has two community guidelines. <laughs> it does not knowingly allow criminal activity. Let's put a little line under knowingly. <laughs> knowingly. Uh, Ironic quotation marks around knowingly. No, like a wink. Like, huh? And it does not allow spam or bots. The guidelines also state that the company tries to avoid removing content or banning users and does not remove or filter content or accounts, quote, on the basis of the opinion expressed within the content at issue. How's that going? Great. Very cool and very chill. The coolest, the chillest. As I'm sure you've noticed, Ginger, with your brain, with your brain powers, mm -hmm. none of this includes content moderation or fact-checking. No. As Mats has said, once you start content curation and you start fact-checking, you're introducing bias. That, nope, that, mm. <laughs> I yes, mean. Facts are biased. Uh, I mean, fact-checkers can inherently be biased, but also I don't think that's what he means. That's not what he means. And you know that's not what he I means. I know that's not what he means. I know that he means the truth is biased against me. So you won't be surprised that, according to Parler's users, Donald Trump won the election in a landslide. Clearly. But then the election was stolen by Democrats in the deep state. Yes, in the Hamburglar. <laughs> and I feel like, oh, what, what was the purple guy's name, Grump? Uh. The purple triangle man. I know who you mean. Why Grimmit? can I not Grimmit? remember this? Gr uh, Grimace. Grim Grimace. What did he have to do with burgers and fries? Obviously, the Hamburglar has, like, burger in its name. Like, I understand that. But Grimace was a big purple furry triangle. Racketeering, I have to assume. Mm. You can't trust clowns. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer. Joe Biden is the Hamburglar. <laughs> Welcome to Parlor. Well, some other facts that uh, Parlor has uh, enlightened me with. So Barack Obama made the U.S. the number world's number one for sex trafficking and pedophilia. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, With, oh. and Barack Obama did it. Oh. Um. Oh. Also, another truth that I have learned: uh, President Trump was infected with coronavirus by leftist activists. Mm. How? The important thing isn't how. The important thing is you clearly didn't do a good enough job. No. <laughs> Try better. <laughs> However, this uh, these facts do go both ways. Um, this is from a Wired article. Recently, someone photoshopped an image of Fox News to show a news ticker that read, Fox News confirms George Soros is a majority owner of news social platform Parler. <laughs> the image quickly spread... How did that go? <laughs> Causing quite an uproar among Parler's users. Is this true? And crash their servers. <laughs> Immediately, just pff, somewhere Immediately. a server just exploded. 
Um, is this true? One user wrote above the image. Yes, it's absolutely true that hashtag Soros owns hashtag parlor, wrote one user named Pizzagate20. <laughs> Just chef's kiss. Just amazing. So while Matt's did live up to his mandate of not removing posts, he did create his own in response, which stated, Parlor has not been sold. These are malicious lies intended to damage and malign the brand of Parlor. Anyone claiming otherwise is a hoaxer and most likely acting from malice. Oh my god, it's super weird how, like, malicious lies intended to damage and malign propagated by hoaxers is, like, a totally bad thing. That's super weird. Who could have seen this coming? And that all your users named Pizzagate20, I'm sure that goes all the way to 420, hashtag 69 nice, um, like, totally spread that around. Super weird. But you've made your user base. (laughs) If... Matt Gates starts supporting QAnon vocally if he hasn't already. Can we start calling him Pizza Gates? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Okay. He will never have another name. <laughs> as far as I know, he's never had another name. No. Other than Pizza Gates. You're looking at something very upset. I am trying to change Matt Gates' Wikipedia to list. Uh, <laughs> pizza as his middle name and apparently enough people have done this that they've had to lock his page and oh, I'm really upset no. I'm glad that there are many geniuses among us I'm heartbroken but I suppose it's fair so while Parler allows posts promoting fake COVID cures ignores rants about Soros backed migrant caravans Let's people foam at the mouth about how Trump did actually win the election. Just watch this badly edited YouTube video about invisible radioactive watermarks. What? Did you not hear about that? No, but keep going. Oh, yeah. It's like a whole QAnon thing where, like, the reason that Trump's not ups- or, like, the reason that the coup hasn't happened yet is because he needed Trump to, like, he needed Joe Biden to win the election because then they can do a ballot recount. Because the thing is, all the Democrats and leftists used fake ballots they're not real and then the real ballots had special radioactive watermarks that only are visible under a uv light and then when they do this recount they'll find out that all the real ballots elected donald trump and then donald trump will execute nancy pelosi and all the democrats (sighs) it's it's super quirky QAnon is just the it continues to be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard any goddamn time that it comes up ever. Why is this a thing? I mean, they are indeed the dumbest homicidal maniacs anyone's ever heard of. Okay, so they think that the Trump good guy strategy was to give the Republicans radioactive ballots? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. But remember, they're invisible. You can't see them. And that's why the leftists didn't know that there were real ballots and fake ballots. Wink. Keep going. Anyway, the point is Parler does draw a line somewhere. And for a platform lauding itself as a champion of free speech and anti-censorship, they are surprisingly prudish about toilet humor. (laughs) 
In June of this year, a month where they gained half a million new, new users and probably had their servers shut down again, yeah. uh, Parler banned a whole slew of people, which prompted Douchebeard McLord himself to clarify a few basic rules. One of the two basic rules, I have to imagine, he wouldn't just start adding more rules arbitrarily because it suited him. To the people complaining on Twitter about being banned on Parlor, please pay heed. Here are very few basic rules we need you to follow on Parlor. These are not to your liking. We apologize, but we will enforce. When you disagree with someone, posting pictures of your fecal matter in the comment section will not be tolerated. <laughs> somebody else's, though. Hmm. As long as it's somebody else's. Your username cannot be obscene, like cum dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying, like, you can't say the F word, like, fuck. (laughs) Oh, man. No pornography. Doesn't matter who, what, where, when, or in what realm. Westeros? <laughs> like what? the Harry Potter shit are you talking about? No Hogwarts houses allowed. Um Oh, I thought that I thought that you were reading that as an no. earnest next rule, and I was like, <laughs> oh imagine, well you imagine there was straight up no Harry Potter. Oh god. Um, I mean, I, th- I thought that the conservatives got Harry Potter in America's divorce, so... No, they... Well, they get the author, but unfortunately they still think Harry Potter is about Satanists, so... Yeah. Um, but we got NASCAR. Yay! Yay! Um, <clears throat> we will not allow you to spam other people trying to speak with unrelated comments like, Fuck you in every comment. <laughs> It's stupid. It's pointless. Grow up. They are literally worse than Facebook now. <laughs> and you cannot thrill you eh, you cannot threaten to kill anyone in the comment section. Sorry, never going to be okay. I feel like John here John here really doesn't know who his user base is at all. He does has not. no clue who he's dealing with. Of course, Twitter went fucking bananas making fun of these rules because, mm. yeah, this this there was also this marvelous tweet I had to add. I'm going to try to say it all the way through. I can't look at you. First, they came for the cum dumpsters and I did not speak up for I was not a cum dumpster. <laughs> dumpsters are the hero of this story uh we can't make that the title (laughs) it'll be our secret title but i can't put that on itunes (laughs) and apparently 
color. Oh. <laughs> I, I'd like to say it's pretty hypocritical for a platform to say they're completely anti-censorship to ban users for calling themselves things like Ass Eater 420. <laughs> whatever. But then criticize Twitter, a platform that will absolutely allow you to say fuck all the live long day. Yeah. For fact checking for fact checking tweets about how like drinking bleach cures autism. <sighs> like, that's fine on parlor. We can we can talk about that. But like God God help you if you say you love to eat ass on this platform. You are <laughs> not allowed to say that. It will not be tolerated. Boys and girls, if I have to tell you one more time, one more we are time. going to have silent lunch. You are not allowed to call yourself cum dumpster. <laughs> Keep that cum dumpster between you and your god. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Well, <clears throat> even but even better and somehow worse, unfortunately, is how pornography has penetrated the platform Mm. always a good reason to use the word penetrate so to speak as reported by the washington post as of today i found it today i was very pleased to find it today anyone following the hashtag sexy trump girl on parlor got an eyeful one recent thursday evening as images of topless women and links to hardcore pornography websites appeared at a rapid fire rate Often more than one per minute. Sexy Trump girl. In a completely surprising and shocking turn of events, I am so surprised. Surprise Pikachu face. Harler's commitment to moderating their platform as little as possible has made this online town square into the red light district, attracting pornographers Escort services and online sex peddlers of all shapes, sizes, and kinks. There we go. (laughs) Furthermore, these entrepreneurial sex enterprisers know their audience using hashtags targeting conservatives such as Keep America Sexy and MILFs for Trump 2020. Ugh. (laughs) I I mean, I, I am as sex positive as the next person, but I also like hate I'm that split. more than life itself yeah <laughs> please don't call yourself a milf if somebody applies that to you wear it with honor please don't call yourself that yeah Ugh. unless like, you're like unless you're that is your last in that name. really bad song well married to josh dumel truly the poor man's timothy oliphant <laughs> it's true However, it's not just commercial porn making the rounds. <laughs> and many amateur <laughs> porn purveyors are pornateurs. Pornateurs are also intentionally seeking the attention of Trump hearts. One post featured a woman who had a Trump 2020 hat placed across her stomach, but was otherwise completely nude. Alongside the message, just promoting our president. Mm. Okay, ma'am. <laughs> your face is your face is one of like I want to accept other people's kinks, but also I am horrified by this king. Well, I'm just trying to figure out if she's trolling them for the views. In which case, like, get, no, get the grift. Girl. I mean, they're all trolls on Parlor, but they're not trolling each other. That's the mm. problem. They're they all trolling take themselves, themselves too seriously. Yep. 
trolling themselves, the parlor story. <laughs> Another account showed a naked woman with a handgun coyly covering her P-word, <laughs> along with the text, naked and real. And hashtags including hashtag freedom, hashtag second amendment, and hashtag girls with guns. And despite the fact that this festering hell dump full of red-hatted conspiracy theorists vomiting out racial slurs while jerking off to naked girls with guns, Perler could possibly, maybe possibly, not be a bad thing. According to Jason Blazakis, the director of the Center of Terrorism, Extremism, and Counterterrorism at the Middlebury Institute, the people are leaving those platforms and no longer trying to red pill individuals to see their conspiracy theories on larger platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And part of this means that they're all grouping together in one little dumpster fire. Yeah. Meaning that when people are trying to find where the smoke is, they can all point to the same dumpster fire. Yeah. So I guess many of us will soon be free of Uncle Jim's Facebook rants about the Arabs bringing Sharia communism through compulsory vaccines and forced veganism. So thank you, Parlor. I do appreciate it. Is it possible that George Soros actually did buy Parlor? <laughs> no, because they would all leave immediately if that were true. Because it's it's now owned by a Jew. Gesundheit. Thank you. It's the dumbest joke I've ever made on this podcast. I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, but also I know. So that's Parlor in a nutshell. That is oh, this fucking boy. guy. Well, I at least now I know what I'm missing. <laughs> and sometimes it's a gift in and of itself. Oh, boy. So, I mean, with all of that said and done, do you have any any self-care tips for, for me? I do, indeed. Social media. It's a thing. Let's deal with that. Turn off notifications and uninstall apps. Constant interruptions in the form of those really annoying push notifications that you get during meetings because you forgot to mute your fucking phone. Is very anxiety-inducing. Turn notifications off. Consider uninstalling social media apps from your phone. You can still use and enjoy social media, but it doesn't have to intrude into every minute of your life. Much like dick pics. <laughs> Consider a cleanse. No, not a shitty fake juice cleanse that just makes you poop more. Just take a conscious break every once in a while. That could be a good idea. Try putting your phone away in the evenings, or even a weekend, a month. Anything to get away from another person trying to suggest yoga for your chronic illness. <laughs> and then, unfollow. Don't be afraid to clear out the garbage. You know, your Aunt Nancy that keeps posting about hating the sin but loving the sinner. That dude you knew in college who comments on all your pics from three years ago about how, man, you grew up nice. Ooh. Oh. Or your former coworker that shares articles from websites like vegangreentruthwholehealthtruth.com. Unfriend them! Unfollow! <laughs> Yeet them from your feed! Yeet! You will not regret it. You will never regret the yeet. <laughs> <laughs>
That was beautiful, Ren. <laughs> Never regret the yeet. <laughs> well, that's going to be all for us this week, folks. If you like what you're hearing, you should check us out on thisevanguypod.com or on real social media platforms that do not allow you to say hydro... Uh, hydro... Uh, how do you fucking pronounce it? Trump drugs. Right. So don't go to the social media platforms that are just Trump drugs that you just snort right up your nose and suddenly you're yeah. wearing a MAGA hat. Go to, like, Twitter at thisevanguypod.com or on Facebook at this fucking guy. Both of those platforms will allow you to curse as much as you want, and you absolutely can have the username come dumpster. We will not judge you. As always, I'm comes and dumpster Donald. <laughs> and I am ass eater Red Martinez. <laughs> Here's a bonus self care tip. Did you get the flu shot? It's not too late. Please get your flu shot. Please. And also, don't be these fucking guys. Peace. This fucking guy. Oh my god, come dumpster golem, Jesus fucking Christ. That's probably the worst thing we've ever said on this show. Absolutely. <laughs>